What up, y'all? I'm excited to dig into today's episode because we're recapping our Bible study of Ruth chapter 3. And this is probably my favorite chapter in the entire book, all four chapters of it. And I'm going to share why, but I want to first just make you aware that while this is a recap, it's very high level and you're not getting even a little bit of the depth that you could be getting if you were inside of the Facebook group. So I hope that you'll join us there at www.hurrynewstrength.com forward slash community, completely free. We're ending week three and going into week four on Monday, but that doesn't mean that you can't catch up. You can work at this on your own time, at your own pace, and it's just an invitation for you to get consistent in studying God's word. I've been blessed so big by this book, and I know that you will too. So I invite you again to join us inside Her Renew Strength, the community. You can join us at herrenewstrength.com forward slash community. I try to keep it simple. <laughs> so grab your Bible, grab a pen, and let's do it. Listening to Her Renewed Strength, the podcast, a place where you, my sisters in Christ, are encouraged to walk by faith and equipped to live well, steward well, and set your minds on eternity. I'm your host, Erica Diaz Castro, your Jesus loving Puerto Rican life coach. If you're tired of living a life burdened by anxiety, burnout, or overwhelm, if you're ready to do more of what you love, create more space for the things and people that matter most, and better steward the gifts and resources God graced you with. If you want coaching, encouragement, fellowship, and just a friend to help you shift your perspective from the temporal to the eternal, you're in the right place. Grab a coffee, journal, and a pen. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to the party, and let's dig into today's episode. So we're going to start with our featured review. This is from Leisha Brook, and she says, Love this. Erica is incredible at bringing a biblical mindset to overwhelming anxiety and giving tips that actually work. Well, thank you. I am glad that you're implementing the tips because that's what I do this for. It's for you. It's for you. Hopefully you guys are actually walking through these as if I were coaching you. A lot of these conversations I have on here with myself, I'm actually having with you so that you can implement on your end. So I really do pray that you're maximizing on that and you have your notebook and your pen and you're taking notes and you're journaling and you're, you know, working through the things to see some breakthrough because I'm pretty positive, like super positive that you will see breakthrough if you actually do the work. So with that said, thank you, Leisha. I'm very grateful for you. And I'm grateful for all of you. Keep the reviews coming. We're at 100. Let's get to 150. Okay. Now, Ruth chapter three. There's a lot that we covered this week. I think on average, each session was about like 18 minutes. And I was like, going super fast. So I'm not going to cover everything here that I covered inside the Facebook group. I would be here for like an hour. And um, 
that's what the Facebook group is for. I really just want to recap. So the highlights that I'm going to share today have to do with the fact that Ruth is the one initiating the request for Boaz to marry her, but it's only the result of her obedience to Naomi. All right. Now, something that we have to remember is that Ruth doesn't really understand a lot of the things that are normal in Jewish culture and custom. She's basically just kind of blindly trusting Naomi. And in doing so, there is a huge reward, right? Which reminds me of how big there is a reward when we put our trust in Jesus. Something nice to highlight there. Now, chapter two, we saw multiple illustrations of provision and protection. We see that provision extend into chapter three and Ruth is now formally seeking the authority or the protection or the, you know, the marriage basically to Boaz. And Naomi tells her, put on your best perfume, you know, get dolled up, go to the threshing floor where Boaz is going to be tonight. And after he's done eating and drinking, lay at his feet and wait for him to give you instructions. That sounds funny because we don't do that in today's culture. But when you dig into it, you see that this is actually a tactic, right? Like Ruth is propositioning Boaz and she's not propositioning him sexually. So it's really important to note. And I highlight how we're able to tell that inside of the Facebook group. So make sure that you're joining the Facebook group. As we move through everything, we see three challenges that Naomi has faced. Number one, how she can keep the name of Elimelech maintained among the tribes of Israel since both her sons died after her husband died. It's the first issue. The second challenge is basically trying to figure out what steps should be taken to protect her inheritance so that she can get her land back. And then the third thing is she has this really faithful daughter-in-law and she's trying to hook her up. She's like, how can I get this girl married, right? She said at the beginning in chapter one, find rest in a new husband's home, right? So she's really trying to find that husband for her, especially as she's seen Ruth's faithfulness to her. Now, a marriage between Ruth and Boaz could solve all three problems. And we uncover that inside of the Facebook group. And we'll actually see a little bit more of that in chapter four as well. But what I wanted to camp out on is that Ruth, again, is blindly following Naomi's lead. And Naomi is a really key player in this particular chapter because it is her direction that leads Ruth to make a very bold request. And we don't see Ruth ever resisting. We don't see any sort of questioning. All we see is Ruth saying, okay, I'll do it. She does it. And, you know, it leads to, a, to an interesting chain of events. Something that in the study that I follow along with that was led by Chuck Missler, something that he had highlighted is that Ruth could have gone for a younger dude, but it wouldn't have benefited Naomi, right? So essentially, Ruth is giving up her own happiness so that she can be obedient and take care of her mother-in-law and do the do the right thing, basically. And she's identified, she's called a woman of noble character, which we also see in Proverbs 31. If you're familiar with Proverbs 31, that is 
a really popular, you know, passage for women who are trying to be godly women. And so the cross references are indicative of her being a godly woman, even though she's a Gentile, even though she came out of an ungodly place. So I wanted to ask you, would you sacrifice your own happiness for the sake of your family? And I know that that's a really bold question. It might be uncomfortable and it might prompt you to think about things that kind of bring up your defenses. The reason I want to ask you this is because all throughout this book, we see Ruth love unconditionally, serve unconditionally, much like Jesus. We are shown an example of a woman who is willing to go the extra mile, not just the extra mile, an extra 75 miles with her mother-in-law, for her mother-in-law to take care of her with no guarantee that there will be a reward, with no guarantee that there will be an ROI, right? She doesn't know that her ROI is about to pay dividends, right? She's about to be part of the bloodline of Jesus. But she is obedient anyway, right? We know that because we're studying this book and we're learning. But at the point that she's at, she is moving in faith. I guess my question really is asking, would you trust the Lord enough that he would provide, even if in the short term, in the world that we live in, you don't experience that immediate happiness? Would you trust that the Lord would bring you an eternal reward? And if you don't, why? You know, how I like to think about things is that the Lord is going to take care of me, right? And so I can't focus on now because if I focus too much on now, it'll distract me from doing the thing that he's leading me to do so that I can glorify him and his kingdom. I try to think about things eternally. The eternal perspective is that in heaven, there will be no suffering. In heaven, there will be no sorrow. So when I think about that, it makes the pain of today a little easier to bear. And sometimes that pain is in the form of discomfort. Sometimes it's in the form of dissatisfaction. But whatever it is, it is temporary because this world is temporary. So we see at the end of Ruth chapter 3 that Boaz says he's not going to let this thing linger. He's going to get it resolved as soon as possible in so many words. And Naomi sees that. So she tells Ruth, Wait, my daughter, until you find out what happens, for the man will not rest until the matter is settled today. And what's interesting is that this is essentially an answered prayer, right? In Ruth chapter 1, we know that Naomi is going through a lot of things, right? And it's highlighted in verses 8 through 9. So that prayer is about to be answered, And the law of redemption is highlighted here, which you can read more about in Leviticus chapter 25, verse 47 through 55. I won't read it now, but I invite you to check it out. You can grab the uh, show notes and you'll have the verses there. But there in Leviticus, we do see the law of redemption spelled out. And it kind of helps to bring this entire story together. I had mentioned in a previous episode that 
we're seeing God's plan for Israel and God's plan for the church, which is not the same plan. They're parallel, but they're not the same. So keeping that in mind, keeping that perspective, I wonder if you trust the Lord enough to sacrifice temporary happiness for eternal reward so that you would honor him, so that you would be acting in integrity, and so that you would be more like Christ. That's all I have for you today. I hope that you'll join me on the inside of the Facebook group because it is a great place. It's super fun when everyone is live. We're getting together tomorrow to have our fellowship call, and that's going to be on Zoom. The link is inside of the Facebook group, herrenewstrength.com forward slash community. I'd love to see you there. And if not, it's okay. I hope I'll see you next time. God bless you. Hey, sister girl, if you love today's episode, the best way you can show love and support is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other Christian women who want that same support and valuable content actually find the show. Oh, and if you're ready for more and you want to learn about free group Bible study, upcoming events, free courses, and other services, head to HerRenewedStrength.com and subscribe to the weekly newsletter to become an insider. You'll get my weekly top five extra tips and bonuses. I'll see you on the inside.